made a profit of around 100 million. Mm-hmm. They're obviously expecting it to be bigger, way bigger, because he did Jaws and Raiders and oh. yada 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 yada. So why do you think it didn't blow it out of the out of the park like those other ones did? I don't think Spielberg is good. Who at making light-hearted family films. Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 54. This episode, we remember a time when we used our imaginations as we talk about Spielberg's 1991 film, Hook. But first, don't forget to visit our website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, write to our email, uh, comment on episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Or you can, uh, if you enjoy the show and you like it, please leave us a rating or a like or whatever you can on Spotify and Apple Podcasts uh, to help the show find new listeners. Um, so, so, Jay. So, Matt. Why... So we're going to talk about Hook and why yes. it didn't perform as well as it should have. Yes. Uh, to start it off, why or not why? Did you watch this growing up as a kid or? Yes. You did? Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, I I feel like I watched it a fair amount of times. Okay. All right. Um, it wasn't in my balls deep rotation. What's in your balls? <laughs> <laughs> What's in your balls deep rotation? Uh, Back to the Future, Goonies, The Karate Kid, Crocodile okay. Dundee, and uh, uh, there's probably a couple of animated ones in there. Um, Flight of the Navigator, Cloak and Dagger, like so. So I had a balls deep rotation. So that, this is like just the tip rotation. This is, yeah, just a little bit of the tip. So, but I did watch it multiple times, and okay. um, and I enjoyed it. Okay. When I was a kid, so sure. Um, but yeah. So, how about you? Uh, yeah, I watch it all the time. Okay. For sure. So, we're both nostalgic for it, would you say? Yes. Okay. Yes. At, at probably varying degrees. Okay. Um, the, uh, yeah, uh, I think when I watched this, I watched this yesterday, and that was probably the first time I watched it in eight years? Yeah. Eight years, maybe nine years. Um, and then before that, it was probably 10 or 15 years yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it in, uh, that's about right, eight, eight to 10 years. It's been, mm-hmm. a, it's been a long time since I'd seen it. But uh, all right, upon rewatch, what did you think? So <clears throat> you're a father now. You're an old crusty geezer that just yells at, you know, children as they it, go across your yard. Just walk around, <laughs> just existing. Just, hey, <laughs> put your hands in your pockets. Yeah. Sit down. Shut up. <laughs> Um, as they scream back, go back in the, go back in your house. <laughs> Fuck you, old man river. I'll break your hip. And then I chase him out with a broom. Um, so I, it, it was fine. I, I, okay. um, I remember liking this more obviously when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, watching it now, I feel like this movie just tried to do way too many things. All right. Um, and it didn't really nail any one particular thing, but it did several things kind of okay a little bit. Um, I I guess the perspective of what I was watching this, um, obviously you want to be in Peter's shoes 
and I should be looking at it from his perspective as far as him realizing that, oh, yeah, his kids are the joy of his life, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I already have that. I'm not I'm not a lawyer. I don't uh, I'm not a chairman of the board somewhere and I'm not traveling or working 16 hour days or whatever. You don't work as much as uh, correct. Peter Bannon. Yeah. yeah. So um, I couldn't really relate to that. Um, but what I found interesting was um, th- the sense of yearning for your childhood mm-hmm. is another um theme I picked up on particularly with um, Maggie Smith's character Wendy and that's something I kind of never really picked up on when I was a kid like that portion of it um, because from her standpoint of this movie it, it like it's kind of heartbreaking because she still loves Peter yeah and you could tell that was the love of her life Mm-hmm. And she was never able to have him, and it was her first love, her childhood love, and that's something that I picked up in this movie that I didn't pick up on any previous watchings. I think that is the most messed up part of the movie. It, it it's not, yeah, it it's not handled well. <laughs> it's it's a little uh, like, oh, damn, yeah, it, he's it, getting with her granddaughter. So, hmm. um, I don't know how I'd feel about that growing up. And that's like it, and that's why I say it's like heartbreaking to where. Uh, I mean, they have like one small scene at the beginning to where I never held I, there. No other girl held it, held your attention or something to that effect the way that I held yours. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking about how I, I was half expecting you to show up on my wedding day to stop the wedding. Yeah. And like everything like she was just um, kind of spilling that all out. Romanticizing and you, about it. Yeah. Romanticizing about it. And then. um and this Peter Banning is still like, uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you're off your meds. You're having an episode or something. Um, <laughs> an episode. And so he was kind of freaked out by it, which is the correct reaction. Sure. Um, and so I, it touches on a bunch of little stuff like that mm-hmm. that I think it doesn't handle very well. Um, and I think it's not handling those individual things very well that kind of left had this fall flat. Uh, for me in this viewing because I think it opened up some interesting story lines that just never really played out. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that that's, I guess, 10,000 foot view as far as... <laughs> Which supposedly I think they cut out like 50 minutes of this movie. It was supposed to be like three and a half hours long. Yeah. And I I, I, th- I think they could still cut out some stuff in this movie. You think so? Uh, yeah. Um, there's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the whole windy part, I think that, that should have been... Left on the cutting room floor. Left on the cutting room floor. Um, or, I mean, with the exception of uh, him remembering, they should have framed that differently to where um, it should have been a more plutonic. They should have cut out the windy romance to Peter, um, I think, because it, it does feel weird him falling in love with the granddaughter, like out of the blue kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the grandmother like, oh, all right. Like choosing that moment to be the point where Peter Pan decides to grow up. Mm -hmm. It seems, I agree with you. That's, it seemed weird. They could have fleshed that out a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, or altered it or something like maybe, I mean, maybe it could have been something along the lines of to where he comes back and notices that, uh, I mean, and he kind of did this to noticing that Wendy's older Mm. and she can't play with him anymore. And that, kind of spawning his 
well, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my friend kind of a thing. Maybe that right. would, um, I don't know. Maybe that would have worked a little bit. I don't know. But um, yeah, but then you you, re- you run into the territory of it just being a long, long movie. If you want to flesh that out, yeah, and but which is why I think they should have just removed it. Yeah, uh, yeah, quite yeah. a bit. There's a bunch of longer, sh- like uh, there's probably about 10, 15 seconds of Julia Roberts footage. They could probably just cut because mm-hmm. some of the times the camera just kind of stayed on her a little too long, and I'm like, like, what the fuck is she doing here, anyways? Yeah, like yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it still could have been cut down more. Um, well, before we get too deep into yes. it longer, so Hook, for those who haven't seen it, it's a, <laughs> they've seen it. I'm sure <laughs> they, they have. They've fucking seen it. <laughs> Peter Pan grows up. Hook steals his kids. He goes back to Neverland to rediscover himself. That's yeah. the movie. It's two hours and 22 minutes long. It, it, I don't I don't think it feels two hours. It doesn't. I mean, the, pa- the pacing is pretty good, Yeah, but I think it still could have been shorter. Um, no, you're just an old man. I know. You're just a crotchety old man. I mean, I love that sweet, sweet runtime, <laughs> but I, I don't know what this movie is supposed to be, and I don't know whose story it's supposed <clears throat> to be. Um, it just, I don't know, it's, it's all over the place. Anyways, yeah, continue. Yeah. Go, keep well, going. I disagree with you. I think after watching it now, I like it I like it more yeah. than when I, when I was a kid. Just because I, I like the, the beginning and then... Obviously, when I was a kid, I was just into like the Lost Boys and Rufio. I wanted to be Rufio. Mm-hmm. Who didn't like Rufio and the this, the the fights and the sword play and stuff? I hated like the the first thirty minutes of it because I just wanted to get to Neverland. Yeah, like I just want to get mm-hmm. there. I don't care about this. You know, I didn't care about. I didn't. I always hated the 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 scene where Peter's in the trunk of the tree and he's re- finally remembering. Like you know, John sat here, Michael was here, yeah. and Tink, you would you were up there. Mm-hmm. Like I like that scene more now, a lot more than. I hated it when I was a yeah. kid. So I, I like I, I think I like the first thirty minutes the most because mm-hmm. I think Spielberg sets that up perfectly. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's great. Um, and I like I was reading a lot of the reviews on why critics didn't like it, and they they thought that Spielberg like once once you get to Neverland that it's too theme parky, like the production design is too over the top. And I, I couldn't disagree more with that. I I get what I guess what they're trying to say, but that's one of the things I enjoy about the movie. Yeah, is because it is be. over the top. It's it, supposed to be. It's it's an it's it's a child's it's imagination. Make-believe. Yeah. Thank you. And like, that's the whole point. It's not going to be real. Right. You're not going to have which. <laughs> yes. I. I think I saw a trailer for Peter Pan and Wendy. I can't remember if I have. I've seen some stills, and there's a lot of rumblings of people not thinking Tinkerbell is bright enough or whatever because it's kind of shot like in like it, a green filter sort well, of it's like, like just like a dark hyper realistic yeah like why yeah it's, why would it's you... a child's imagination it's a child's <laughs> playland why been. would it be dark and brooding right fuck off it's stupid like stop just fucking light it <laughs> so people can see what the fuck we're looking at yeah and um but yeah, but no, I, I, I thought the that's one of the my favorite things about this movie is the set design. Yeah, the really especially when they're ramping up to go fight the pirates yes. and they're jumping through, like putting yeah. all the armor on all the machines that they made and oh, all, all their traps up. and contraptions and stuff. Ne- the, ne- the Neverland piece of the movie, the meat of it, it, it's it's written like it's through the mind of a child, mm-hmm. which is what makes us. I, I like that. I think it makes it look good. I, I thought criticizing it for for being theme parked and 
over the top. I'm like, it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's Neverland. Yeah. You want it to be distinct from the first 30 minutes in the movie where you're in the real world. Yeah. So I, I have a, a couple quotes here from Spielberg we'll get to where he agreed with the, that sentiment. I, I just I don't understand why he's being so hard on himself for it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I yeah. I think I think I liked I always liked Neverland in this. I, I like it when he's flying through the air and you see the compass in the in the ocean and yeah. the sea. Um, I like how it reflects the actual cartoon. Yeah, like t- Neverland looks like the cartoon. Mm-hmm. The and the tiny things, just like oh, there's snow here. There's there's a, like yeah. it's it's great. Like it fe- yeah, it feels theme parky, but it feels like some place you want to go visit. Right. And yeah, I th- I thought that was one of the strongest points of the movie. I agree. Was that. So yeah, let me go through a couple. Uh, here's so here's from Steven Spielberg. Here's a couple quotes from him. There are parts of Hook I love. I'm really proud of my work right up through Peter being hauled off in the parachute out the window heading for Neverland. I'm a little less proud of the Neverland sequences because I'm uncomfortable with that highly stylized world that today, of course, I would probably have done with live action character work inside a completely digital set. But we didn't have the technology to do it then, and my imagination only went as far as building physical sets and trying to paint trees blue and red. I mean, I would not want to. But see, that's the thing, like that's what makes it unique. Yeah, I don't want everything digitized. I, and I think part of liking this when you were a kid is like it felt like it could be your backyard that you could make it yourself. Right. Um, and yeah, digital set would make it boring. It would turn into Attack of the Clones. <laughs> to where you'd yeah. f- just feel so separated from everything yeah. else, which I guess if you wanted to go with like a dream, kind of a dream state, sure. But then there, I feel like if you did that, then there wouldn't be as much stake in the story. Right. Do you think it, if he would had would have had digitized sets, it would have made this movie better? No. I don't. Yeah. No, I because so I think the weakest parts of this movie has nothing to do with the set. Right. Has nothing to do with the production design. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The flying is a little, eh, but it, it's what it is for the time. Sure. Um. So. Yeah, the sets to me was never the weakest part. Part I've I always enjoyed the set because if it felt theme parky, that I think I feel like it worked because the pirates never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't sail in their ship because they're always there. It's 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 a child's imagine like it's your imagination. Yes. And if the pirates go, then what's what's the point of Neverland? Just hanging out, sleeping in a tree? Like yeah. no, you it's. They exist there for a reason, kind of a thing, yeah. and um, the ships don't have to sail. The the um, I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it it works like that because it feels like your backyard. It feels like this this place is always there. It's yeah. always a constant. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's an it's a response that he's just saying because it didn't do well, mm-hmm. um, and he's he thinks this is a good enough excuse. It's a good enough reason of why yeah. the movie didn't work in everyone else's mind. Yeah. But I mean it could be just just be a political response as far be. as like, yeah, I get it, people don't like this. I mean he probably didn't it's probably not his favorite either, I'm right. I'm sure. Um and like right after this he did Jurassic Park and Schindler's list. Right. So I mean this was kind of going into like his more adult oriented mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think, yeah, like I, it wasn't the set design for me. For me, it was the story that I, and 
I guess, characters that I had an issue with. Well, here's an, here's another quote he had. I felt like a fish out of water making hook. I didn't have confidence in the script. I had confidence in the first act, and I had confidence in the epilogue. I didn't have confidence in the body of it. I didn't quite know what I was doing, and I tried to paint over my insecurity with production value. The more insecure I felt about it, the bigger and more colorful sets became. That I can kind of see, and okay. I, I think I agree with. Um, yeah, the beginning portion is really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Williams uh, gives a great performance of oh, a stressed-out yeah. dad, uh, which at the same time, those kids need to shut the fuck up. Like, and you're on the phone, and they're just like, rah, rah, like, ah, that's, I feel like that's an expected Jay's response. like, you give them a nice little... You give them a tap. You give them a tap. You send them to the next room, through the wall, and then you're good to go. And... Um, you just let them know that you're there. You just give them a nice little nudge. Yeah, just, hey. Just let them know your presence. On the phone, chief. <laughs> give me a second. Uh, but they are being ridiculous, and they're... You're right. Yeah. Um, but... What so, did you think of the, the son throwing the baseball on the top of the, the plane? Oh, I would have stopped that and shit then, immediately. I'm like, dude, stop being a dick. Yeah. Like, not not because like, of fear of the being sucked out, but just more of that's annoying. Yeah. There's other people on the plane. Learn how to act in public. Right. Like, you are, was he supposed to be like 10 or 12 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, 12. Yeah, cal- calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, Jeez, Jay. I, I don't know. Just Dad of the year over here. <laughs> God, I don't want to come to your house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Fucking animal. I think, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. You don't throw baseballs up at the ceiling. I agree with you. On an airplane. I agree with you. You don't, I don't know. Huh, you're right. But I understand what he's saying in terms of the script. But I, I keep going back to it. Like I like the, the middle of it because it, it feels like it's a script that was written by a kid. And that's why it works. It's supposed to be. You're in Neverland. I don't know why you would get don't 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 give yourself such a hard time that the script isn't like perfect in the middle. You're in Neverland, it's make believe. Yeah, I It feels like it was written by a twelve year old boy. A little bit. But then if it was, I feel like the main character wouldn't be Peter. I mean, I get it's supposed to be his story. He's supposed to be him coming mm-hmm. in touch with being a child again. Um, and I don't know if it's because it kind of goes back and forth between him and his son and then his son uh, bonding with Hook and all that. And then you have Tinkerbell's romance with Peter, and then you have... I mean, it, it just felt like there was a bunch There's of a shit of in there that had nothing to do with anything. Like, it's like, oh, Tinkerbell is going to grow up, like, get super huge, and, oh, confess her love. And then he's like, oh, no, I, I, I love Moira and Jack and Maggie. Yeah, why, why would you need that in the story? And, like, that's... Like, he has to kiss Julia Roberts to realize, oh, that that's who I love is my family. Like... That's the reason why I'm here. It's a very superficial. I don't know it. It about if it's about us, if it's a story about of a person discovering and learning how to be a child, or yeah, again, I feel like it could have gone about it a different way. Is there stakes in that? Do you really think that he's going to leave his kids? No, and and stay in Neverland like, with Tinker. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Like, what's the point of it? And. I mean, the kid, like, uh, I don't know, the kid, like, wanting to be with Hook, that I can understand, but I don't know if it's needed in the movie. Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess from Robin Williams' perspective, oh, my kid now likes... It gave him the likes, final push to... Yeah, I mean, so motiv- that I can kind of see... To, to, 
Maggie has nothing to do. She sings uh, a they song. Cut out, they cut out a ton. Yeah. With, with her and she's supposed to be like the windy s character with the other stowaways uh, they cut out a lot of it oh well originally it was supposed to be a musical oh is that's that why another, the random song is in there that's another reason so there i think john williams wrote i think eight songs in total like move them on up kick them on down that was supposed to be like a full-fledged musical number yeah but it was more to like pass the time and uh spielberg admitted that he didn't have the balls to go full-fledged musical because he didn't know how to convince the studio to to do it yeah because at the time musicals were not a thing anymore just wasn't wasn't on the docket mm-hmm. and i think at the time hook was the uh most expensive movie that was made i think it was like a 90 million dollar budget at the time and i think like a couple of years later Jurassic park blew it out of the water and all that stuff but mm-hmm. how he wasn't going to get the budget that he needed for the movie if he was going to sell it as a musical, which yeah. is why he didn't do it. Yeah, I don't think a musical would. No, no it wouldn't no. work. No. Yeah, because it would have been more stuff in there that I, I just think there's 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 subplots in here that just I, I feel like just don't belong or they I mean, they just they touch on it and then they don't do anything with it later on. Right. Um, I think this is the best. Like if I were to. The story of Peter Pan, if it were to get adapted into a movie this is the story that i would want to see i don't want to see because i think it appeals to families like like a total family like the parents and the mm-hmm. kids i think it balances that well if it were just like a a, a reimagining like peter pan and wendy on disney plus i think that's geared probably just going to be geared more towards kids mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be as interesting to to parents to take your kids to go see it in the theater yeah because I would say, I mean, this is probably, I mean, it's probably because I saw it a lot when I was younger. This is probably my favorite interpretation of Peter mm-hmm. Pan. I mean, I've seen Peter Pan, which came out in 2003 with Jason Isaacs. Um, I've seen that one. I saw Neverland, which had uh, some British people in it. It was like a mini series, like a two episode, I think. Did you ever watch Pan with Hugh Jackman? No, I, I, didn't did, I did not. I, um, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> Uh, but Neverland I thought was fine. Uh, yeah. Which um that was on cable I think. I never saw that. But um, but uh Bob uh Hoskins uh rep- reprises his role as Smee. Oh, that. does he? Yeah. Um, in that. Well, uh, what do you think of the uh, the performances in the movie though? Oh, I think uh, I mean Dustin Hoffman is fantastic. Right. Uh, Bob Hoskins as Smee is great. Do you think anyone other than Robin Williams could have played the dual role of? Peter Banning and Peter Pan. Maybe you could have someone that could play Peter Pan better or Peter Banning better, but I don't know if you could have had someone to. I mean, I feel like they they did a good job picking him, and, it, uh, and he feels like the one of the few people during that time because it was before Jim Carrey, yeah, was doing uh, much. And um, the only thing I could think of maybe Michael Keaton. Maybe yeah. Um, and. They wouldn't have gotten Michael Keaton, though. He just did Batman. He was Batman. Yeah, Yeah, he was in the middle of making (laughs) Batman Batman Returns. Um, But I think... But to bridge the gap between being an adult and then being a child... Yeah. He's... I don't... don't, There's no one better. Yeah. And I... I don't know. Watching this, I felt like he did a better job playing Peter Banding than he did playing Peter Pan. Really? Yeah. Um, God, you're such a crouchy old. I know. Well, it's just, I just—I felt like he was being held back or something. You like, think so? Yeah, I just felt like he—he he, like he was 
just being held back by something. Like it didn't feel like he was, it felt like he was trying to pretend to be a kid instead of being a kid kind of a thing. I didn't um, get that at the, all. His best moment as Peter Pan, I think is when he's talking to Tinkerbell in the, uh, Oh, the clock in the like, clock. I like this game, please. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so that, that scene before she got all huge, um, I think was probably the best of him being Peter. Um, everything else felt like a middle-aged man pretending to be a kid with a bunch of kids. Okay. Um, not that it was creepy or whatever. It was just like, I, I, I didn't buy it, I guess, as much. I got gotcha. you. Um, when I was a kid, I think I bought it a little bit more. Um, but rewatch, upon the rewatch, I was I think he did a better job be Peter Banning, which... Um, you, you think... I think he did a better job of... The transition from Peter Pan to Peter Pan, like the when he's training to lose weight and learn oh, to fly, and, it, and then like when he gets in the food fight and he yeah, starts sure, that insulting was, the kids, like that's a classic scene. Um, yeah, him dealing like early on, I think he still did a good job with that. Um, yeah, the that that whole dinner scene, I always feel like he's just trying to keep himself from cussing because <laughs> that that's what I would probably be doing. <laughs> um, I think that's but, that's one of the better scenes in the movie. The, uh, it makes me laugh because those are like insults that yeah that a kid would yeah and, and an adult would also give to a kid to right. where he's like well I'm not gonna you're a very ill mannered young man yeah <laughs> <laughs> got him <laughs> uh, but I think uh, Dustin Hoffman is probably the best he's very performance good. in this um, but the something the makeup for Maggie Smith very, spot on very good so this movie. <laughs> completely deformed her age in my mind for the rest of my life because she, she's still alive and she looks exactly the same <laughs> she does in this movie. she does in this movie and because in this movie she was like 56 yeah and so they had to put her in old makeup and then you see her as professor professor mcgonagall like eight years later and you're like she still looks the same yeah and then you see her professor mcgonagall 12 years later in the last movie and you're like she still looks the same. the same yeah yeah. And then you see her in Downton Abbey. It's like, oh my God, she's like so, the female Sean Connery. But, uh, but no, yeah. I, I, I think they did a great job with her because I just, I just genuinely, genuinely thought she was already that old. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. so interesting. The uh, the guy who wrote the screenplay, James V. Hart, uh, he got this the the script greenlit, and Spielberg was in pre production for it, like right after Temple of Doom, he wanted to make something lighter because of the backlash he got from Temple of Doom being so violent mm -hmm. and the PG-13 rating and stuff. And then he had a kid. Yeah. So then he he just stopped he stopped pre-production and gave it to Nick Castle, who got it because of the success from The Last Starfighter. Mm -hmm. You ever seen The Last Starfighter? Yep. Have it right over there. It's funny. Nick Castle, do you know who Nick Castle is? Director. <laughs> Yes. Sweet. <laughs> he's he's the original Michael Myers, the shape. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. He's also he also repri reprised that role in the new Halloween remake. He plays Michael Myers again. Oh, okay. In that movie. He's actually a pretty good writer. Um anyway. So Nick Castle's attached to it. Uh Sp Spielberg does more adult stuff. Mm -hmm. Tries to get away from the kitty stuff. He does the Code Purple, Empire of the Sun. Mm -hmm. And then he does the last crusade to make up for Temple of Doom. Yep. And then they send over the script from John Hart 
and he loves the idea of Peter Pan growing up. Mm-hmm. So then he calls the studio and says, I'm really interested in this this uh, this Hook screenplay. Is anyone directing it? Nick Castle did. And the rumor goes, there's a rumor in Hollywood that Spielberg pushed out Nick Castle, and Nick Castle holds a grudge against Spielberg for it, but apparently it was all a studio decision. He got a six-figure payout so that Spielberg could direct it mm-hmm. and then a story credit. Got it. It's just because the screenplay credit is is uh, James Hart and Nick Castle, but Nick Castle had nothing to do with writing it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes back to that conversation we have with Colin, where I'm like, "What does a producer actually do?" And you know, you get credit for something because yeah, whatever the case may be. And did you actually do something? Who knows? Yeah, but you stepped out of the way, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda. Um, yeah, but yeah. Carrie Fisher was brought in for the Tinkerbell dialogue. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Do you know uh, they were? She was kissing George Lucas on the bridge. I knew that. Yeah. Glenn Close does a cameo. That's pretty good makeup, by the way. Yeah, that is. I never, I never knew the that boo was... box. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really good makeup. She really hams it up. Mm-hmm. She really goes balls to the wall on that thing. Phil Collins has a cameo. Yeah. Uh, who else has a cameo? Isn't there like a, a musician like? Crosby, Stills, and Nash, whoever that guy Something. is. Yeah. I don't know. Don't listen to the music. The, uh, but yeah, I, what'd you think of the score? It's good. You like John Williams? John, John Williams doesn't disappoint. You I love, mean, it, it's a uh, little Harry Potter-ish, little, uh, little everything. Like you, you can, I mean, all, a lot of his scores sound similar, yeah. but. All right. I'm going to see if you can tell the difference between this. Oh, are, are we going to do, do a, yeah, yeah. do a game here? what's the game is it is it part of the movie or is it part of something else yes <laughs> oh, okay all right so do so i just have do i just have to say if it's part of hook yes okay or not yes or do i have to name the other movie you have to name the other movie let's make it harder for you shit all right are right, you ready okay Is that Hook or is it not Hook? I think it's Home Alone Part 2. Wrong. Oh, it's Hook. It's Hook? Shit. Are you ready? Yes. What is that, Jay? Home Alone Part 2. That's Home Alone Part (laughs) 2. Yeah, when I'm watching, or I'm, I'm watching the fee scene and I'm like, I know that from somewhere. I swear I know that. Mm-hmm. It's like almost beat for beat yeah. when he enters Duncan's toy chest. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's fine. He he does how many movies a year? Yeah, he does. Eight, he's gonna. Eight. He probably just writes shit, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna use this for this, yeah. and then I'm gonna change the chord slightly and use it for this. Like that's one thing I I don't know anything about music. I don't either. Like nothing. Uh, but I think that would be interesting to. I guess their thought process of it is yeah. just weird to. Uh, and maybe we're not about. as in depth and in tune with music that they're probably like, oh, those are that's different notes. Oh, that's yeah. I'm sure there's. I mean, it's similar because a lot of people hear it being similar, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like a slight like there's probably a term that he that you can say that means he changes it a certain way. Sure. Know, like not necessarily just the tempo, but either the chord or the arrangement or something mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's I I am the 
pentameter? Uh, that was uh, what Shakespeare wrote in for his Jesus. See, I'm smart. So, yeah. <laughs> that has nothing to do with... Uh, Garth, that was a haiku. That, that, yeah. <laughs> nice. so, uh, uh, iambic pentameter and uh, haikus, both both forms of poetry, or both, both are, yeah, rhythms of poetry. Oh, are they? Yes. Or rhythms of I didn't know that. Writing. Yeah. Join us next time. (laughs) (laughs) Nerds. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, so score was good. I agree. Um, So why didn't it do as good as it was supposed to, Jay? So it opened in December of 91. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't lose money, but again, it had a a $90 million budget, a worldwide box office total of $300 So you double that. Made a profit of around 100 million. Mm-hmm. They're obviously expecting it to be bigger, way bigger, because he did Jaws and Raiders and oh. yada 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 yada. So why do you think it didn't blow it out of the out of the park like those other ones did? I don't think Spielberg is good. Who at making lighthearted family films? Like, like, oh, that's a hot take. Like, lighthearted, uh, it's a hot take. Children films. Okay. So, and what I mean by that, like, he did E.T. Sure. E.T. is fantastic. And it works because it makes you cry and you love E.T. And you, uh, like, you love that relationship. And that's, that's the, uh, um, the crux of that movie is that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he does great doing, during that. But it's not, like, this is a different kind of movie. This is, a fun family, goofy, learn to be a kid, like lighthearted kind of affair. And he's the only thing I think he's tried to do comedy wise is like 1942 didn't deliver on that. Um, but everything else is more adult oriented. Like he, even if it has kids in it, he it's, it's the emotional beats that is work is what works very very well and that family dynamic you have that family dynamic in the very beginning which is i think probably why you think it's better i mean that is his better part of the movie Mm -hmm. but when it gets to trying to juggle everything as far as the wendy and tinkerbell storyline the storyline with the kids and then you have robin williams trying to or peter banding trying to remember being a kid and then you have the hook thing uh, their stories like it's just too much and it's just um it, it i mean it just i it feels like it falls flat again as a kid when i watched this it's very entertaining and i was entertained again it's not a shit movie it's just it, there's just a lot of stuff in there that i'm like why is that in there um they don't conclude the storylines it's just i don't know that's i don't think it's a strong suit i feel like he is better um, when it's more of a dramatic emotional story and um, or spectacle in action. This didn't really have any of those things, hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, didn't have spectacle in action. I had great set design, but it wasn't... <laughs> I mean, think about... I'm trying to... All right, let, let's... Uh, all right. Um, here, let me... Let me see. All right. So I, I don't want to compare this to Jurassic Park, but those movies came out two years apart. Yeah. 
I mean, one is phenomenal. Like it's like it's suspenseful and stuff like that. It's a different. It's more of an adult movie. He's yeah. very good at like Spielberg's always had this reputation of oh the family movies and stuff. But most of his family movies he produced. He didn't direct. Right. And um, I mean, other than E. T. There's uh there's 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 not a lot i mean the bfg he directed that do you ever see that yeah i have not didn't really want to because it, eh, it's fine i saw it because my boys wanted to watch it okay That's w- why. was it good it's pretty good yeah I mean, um it's fine it's fine the uh, i like hook better yeah uh now the adventures of tintin i think it, i think it kind of worked um yeah. i enjoyed it um and, but, I mean, most of his stuff ha- is more adult oriented, and I feel like he's just better at doing that. To where Hook was such, it was a family friendly fantasy film, and I just maybe Ron Howard would have done better job. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like because I feel I. I feel like he could have gone from Willow into this like very, very easily. Okay. And I feel like that would have, maybe he would have been a better director for it. Um, I mean, there was a quote, I think uh, Steven Spielberg said that after he got done directing this, he didn't know if he wanted to have any more kids. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Well, yeah, because he had such a hard time controlling all the kids yeah, that yeah. were the Lost Boys. And I'm like, I can kind of see that. Sure. Like not him having difficulty with that, but I can see that kind of coming through on screen to where it just felt long. <laughs> I mean, it is two hours and two mm-hmm. and a half hours, but I mean, the pacing's fine, but I don't know. It's, it wasn't his best one. And I think people just kind of picked up on that. So it's one of those things. There's, there's tons of aspect that things that go into making a movie and a lot of things you just don't pick up on, but your brain does. Mm-hmm. And, um, like following the 180 degree rule. When you're shooting a scene, you don't cross this imaginary line. But if you do, you got to do it for a purpose and you can only break that rule on certain occasions because it, you just can't do it willy-nilly. Um, that's just one example. Then there's a bunch of other stuff that people kind of think about when they choreograph shots. So, I mean, movie making is is incredibly hard and romance comedies when two actors don't have that chemistry you can tell because it kind of comes across on camera like it just doesn't work they're saying the right lines they're expressing the correct emotions but it just doesn't work for some reason and i think this movie is just an example of a bunch of those things happening and then people watching it and being like eh. and and it's i don't know but the movie's still fine i still enjoy it it's not my favorite spielberg it's not my favorite kids movie right um, but I enjoyed it when I was a kid, but the things that I liked about it when I was a kid was the set and imagining going mm-hmm. there and, um, putting on the armor, like those, those, uh, fun machines that they do. Oh, they skateboard and they have a, a basketball who like, it was, it was like a playhouse for, yeah for children. And I think that's why I enjoyed watching it. Of course you did. Is because of just experiencing that world, not necessarily a story. I didn't watch it because, oh, I enjoyed uh, Peter um, finding his childhood again. It was more of just the setting and the pirate fight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I can't really say I've ever really was emotionally involved with any of the characters. Maybe Rufio, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite character was uh, oh, that guy who turns himself into a ball 
and uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Thick Bottom or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> Thick Bottom. It's something close to it. What uh, are you talking about? Oh, oh Thud Butt. <laughs> thud Butt. <laughs> Might as well be Thick Bottom. Yeah, I love these. Don't ask. Thud Butt. Ace. Rufio. Pockets. Yeah. Toodles. Um, it's great. But I. I don't know. I mean, it was still fun, but um, I think I, I kind of want to watch the movie that concentrates more on the serious side of Peter Banning trying to find his childhood again or kind of find because more or less the movie is about him trying to be happy again because mm-hmm. he's not happy. Um, and I think I've explored that um, more and from a more adult oriented thing and they didn't, I mean, but it's hard to do that with a Peter Pan movie. You want to make it family friendly. Um, I just think he, I felt like he wanted to tell a different story, but just couldn't because he was still making a kid family friendly Hmm. movie. It it came across odd. Okay. But yeah, I, I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, (laughs) (laughs) I, I think people shit on this for no, for no good reason. I don't understand it. The, uh, yeah, yeah, he's it's it's a story about Peter Peter Banny not being happy, but and it's a journey of him trying to find his happiness again because he he just got caught up in his work or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's trying to like his happy his last happy thought. It's it's the birth of my son. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean it's sappy and sentimental, and that's a lot. What are these critics are saying? Oh, Spielberg gets lost in the sappiness. He, it's weighted in its own sappiness. That's what. That's why it doesn't work. But it, it. I don't know. It doesn't even feel sappy to me. It just feels, I guess, forced a little bit. Um, like I understand him. Yeah, him becoming a father is a happy thought. That makes sense. Um, and I feel like. I don't know. It, I mean, it's as simple because as because I'm thinking about things that happy, I didn't think about when I was You're not happy because you're focused on the wrong thing, and it's a journey him of him focusing on the right thing. Yeah, and maybe they should have had it to where he was becoming like he would become a father to the Lost Boys again. That is another thing about this. So here's what I don't like about the movie: is those scenes you were talking about, the like t- the Tink scenes that mm-hmm. that could probably just be cut out, the Wendy, uh, Peter Pan falling in love with a granddaughter with Wendy. I mean, that feels a little. Eh. It, and then, it feels it feels misplaced in this movie. I think yeah. that is a great theme to explore, um, especially for those two characters. Maybe it's like a, a half hour short film or something. Yeah. But I don't need to see a two and a half hour movie of <laughs> Granny Wendy uh, longing for her. I mean, you had to you had to show something of why he left Neverland. I get it. Yeah. But did it have to be that? Probably not. It could have been something else. Um, but I think also, and and this is just straight up changing the story but i i mean maybe him learning to be, become a father yeah. to kids that aren't his son or something will just like would strike something or like make him remember or like because i mean that would have had a nice parallel because when wendy was in neverland she was kind of the mother to ev- all the lost boys mm-hmm. and had to where he would be the father yeah and um because i mean some of these I mean, a lot of these family movies of, oh, the, the father works too much and stuff like that. They, they paint that as being bad. You got to pay the fucking mortgage. I mean, <laughs> not, not to the point where you're missing out on stuff. <laughs> Jay. Sure. But you got to pay the mortgage. I mean, well, 
obviously. But they they always she was like dinner's <laughs> on the table. All right, I want well mannered kids <laughs> thanking me every Washed day hands when, I, when I walk in, in their pockets. <laughs> Quiet. They should be seen, never heard. <laughs> um, but they, I mean, they they always have that. That like, should have been a line, Jay, in the movie. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the fucking mortgage. Yeah. Do you like your life? <laughs> where, where where do they live? Like Boston or something? Or like yeah, something. somewhere around there. Um, high yeah. cost of living area. How much do you think these plane tickets to London cost? Shit's fucking real. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he has a billion dollar real estate deal. The guy's gonna get a little stressed. Cut him some fucking slack. Yeah, you think the wife could have been more supportive, Jay, right? Oh, God. Right? She could have had his back ass. a little bit. <laughs> anyway, where was I going with this? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, but I mean, just maybe him discovering his love for being a father again. I yeah. think that that I feel like could have been a little bit better. Um, and you could have had a, some more emotional beats with some of the Lost Boys or something like that. I feel like um, they tried to do that one with Thud Butt, where yeah, you know what I miss, my mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that just felt like out of nowhere. It's like, can I talk to you, Minute Peter? He's just standing there on the fucking bridge for who knows how long. It's like after the the food yeah. fight or something, and he's like, sure. It's like, I I think of my mother. That's my happy thought. And I'm like, how? But that's how do they remember? But Peter can't. The, yeah, but Peter can't, and then Peter's sons start to forget and never. I don't know. You know, it's it's a kid. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's screenplay by a kid. I don't know. <laughs> They're mm. a kid's eyes. Mm. <laughs> well, and that's another thing that that kind of. I'm not. I don't want to say it didn't sit well. It was just kind of out of place where he leaves. He's like, I got to leave now. All right, who should I leave in charge here? But I'm like, but they're, like, you're just leaving them, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you? Let's help adopt these kids. Bring somebody. them back and bring them back. Let's help adopt them to somebody. No, <laughs> can't do that. Sequel, yeah, sequel, baby, baby. Yeah. Well, here I'm gonna my theory on why it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. I think one because critics shit all over it. It's got a 29 percent Rotten Tomato score. That's way too low. That's I mean, come on. It, that that's just shitting on things for the sake of shitting on right. things. I I mean, obviously this isn't Spielberg's strongest thing. It's not. I mean. The, the production, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. The, and it's a fun, it's, it's a, a fun, fun family movie. movie. Yeah, um, my kids loved it. By the way, they saw yeah. it for the first time with me. They could not get enough of the Lost Boy yeah. Neverlands. They oh, loved I'm sure. It. Yeah, loved I mean it. the the set design is, I think, some of the best part. Um, it, all right, well, I, I have other fun things or other things I like about this movie, but go first. Why? Okay. Why you think it's so? I think one critics crapped all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the open. So when it opened in December 13th, here's here was the competition. Uh, the Adams Family, Beauty and the Beast, My Girl, American Tale, Five All Goes West. All those movies, the exact same time the hook came out. So I think it had a lot of competition. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, the family market. That was like that was the second film of the Disney Renaissance, and then. I, American Tale. I watched the shit out of that yeah. when I was a kid. Uh, Adam's, Adam's Family, family I don't think I watched until it was on video. Adam's Family grossed more than Hook. Domestic. I believe it. Isn't that crazy? I mean, television show remake, yeah. It's nuts. Um, hmm. <clears throat> the uh, other thing that I liked about the, like, what my favorite, probably my favorite parts, um, 
actually is the windy portion telling Peter who he is and her just kind of explaining what her life was like. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy that. I'm sad that they didn't concentrate more on that, but that's what I enjoyed rewatching it again. I was like, that that's kind of interesting. And, um, or just her dealing with those emotions, but they never, I mean, and it's not for a family movie. Yeah. I don't think it is, uh, because kids aren't going to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would just drag it down. Uh, but I, I like that concept, the idea of that, um, of someone having to move on because the other person won't grow up. Right. I think that just opens up um, plenty of things that could be explored, uh, which is probably done in normal romance romantic comedies or romance films. Right. Um, anyways. Uh, you, know the, what I, you know what I always laugh at? What? It was when uh, they're about to go to the banquet. And she's like, oh, Peter, do you like my dress? He's like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know why I laugh every time. Because <laughs> it's, it's so sad. She has a sad face on her, and then he just... But it, And then I when laugh. you rewatch it, knowing that how she feels about him... Uh-huh. Because she even says, like, no, no girl held your attention more right. than I did, and she's still... Right. She's, yeah, you're right. She's hurting. She's hurting inside. It's fucking, it's fucking sad. It's, this is a depressing movie. Which is why the movie <laughs> ends with her hanging herself. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, But seriously, no, that's how she does. No, um, uh, but the other thing, my other favorite part is uh, was it pockets? I think uh, goes up to Peter and he starts moving his face and stuff like that. And and I remember watching that, not understanding what he was doing because I, I mean, the first time I saw it, I was eight, seven, Mm -hmm. and um, I remember asking my mom, I was like, "What, what? what, why is he doing it? And she's like, he's he's removing his wrinkles. And that, I think, is like such a nice touch that they don't, you don't see in much movies anymore. It's no. just like that slow beat of uh, doing that. Now, I, I appreciate that being in there. Um, and I like the uh, kind of, I don't know if it's a purposely a callback to Oz, but when he wakes up in Neverland and he has the sheet in front of him and he's looking through yeah. the little eye hole, yeah. sees the clock spinning around and then he kind of like tears it open and then you just get revealed this whole scenery. The pirate town, yeah. And uh, I enjoyed that. I uh, felt very Wizard of Oz-ish, Oz-ish when she opens up the door and it's color. Yeah. Um, and You know the, the set, the Jolly Roger, the pirate ship was built on top of the emeralds it's the same studio as the wizard of oz oh really built right, I, built I right on top of it did not know that yeah. it's probably in the contract that they had to use a similar or some kind of reveal shot well they were <laughs> yeah they were trying to build this as th- this generation's wizard of oz mm. so yeah that makes sense makes sense but uh enjoyed that um yeah uh the weird stuff for me maggie singing that makes sense if it was supposed to be a musical, and they probably had to throw something in there to make people realize. Nominated for an Oscar, best original song. Really? She performed it at the Oscars. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's Poor girl. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of American Tale, somewhere out there. Yeah, just a weird <laughs> random song in the, in the middle. Yeah. Um, for all you American Tale fanatics out there. Yeah. Uh, weird cuts to Julia Roberts. I feel like it just kind of cuts to her. Now, some of the effects, like her in the dollhouse, I thought was really good. Yeah. And like uh, falling down the stairs and then the interaction between uh, Peter Banning and Tinkerbell. I like the effect of that. I thought that was well done. Um, but uh, her, I guess, Tinkerbell really didn't have much to do, but 
So really. whenever it cut back to her and she's just kind of like watching everybody being silent and I'm like, okay, I get it. She's still there. She's still there. Yeah. Um, that was weird. Uh, and well, the studio execs are like, okay, so we paid Julia Roberts all this money. Yeah. It's like right after pretty woman. Yeah. And, uh, she's being like she's super huge at the time. Oh, Tink having a new dress. Hey, Peter, do you like my new dress? You, you don't. Okay. Dude, Peter's just getting macked on by every, it, but everybody it, in Neverland. But it's like when he's in the tree and she's like, oh, I have a new dress. And he's like, oh, that's nice. And then, then she's back in her normal clothes and the clock and then she explodes and then she's back in the dress again. And I'm like, what the? I didn't it, even notice that. Yeah. It's, it's like, why is it just to show that? So that way the dress doesn't come out of nowhere. Maybe. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Like she wow. changes board. Like, I don't know. It's super, huh. it's quick. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> and the flashback of Peter remembering, um, and him kind of going back to seeing Mag- it just felt rushed and weird. Like there's probably, I felt, I felt like there was more scenes or more. Those scenes were longer. They just had to smash them smash together. Them together into that moment. And, uh, just like some of the audio mixing of, uh, uh, when he goes and she's, I'm a grandmother, Peter. And he's like, um, I had to grow up. And like his voice over, no, 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 you promise. Like immediately, like over. It wasn't, and it just felt awkward and out of place. Um, so it felt like they had to cut a bunch of stuff together, hmm. some super quick thing. But um, but yeah, felt, I mean, something, I'm sure, like you said, how, how much was cut out? Like 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Something that felt weird. Mermaid saving him. And all of a sudden he's in a seashell. I felt like they just put that in there because, oh, remember the Peter Pan cartoon and the mermaids? Like, we have that in here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, and I mean, some of that stuff, like, I feel like, I don't know, (laughs) Tinkerbell wakes up like, oh, Peter, you're alive. And I'm like, really? Like, everyone just went, went home and went to bed? (laughs) It's it's screwed. Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) Like, ah, fuck it. Give me three days. Uh, I'll whip him into shape. Oh, fell in the water. Oh, fuck that. I guess we'll go home. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. So sad. Here, So I like Roger Ebert a lot, but I disagree with this, this summation of it. The sad thing about the screenplay for Hook is that it's so correctly titled. This whole construction is really nothing more than a hook on which to hang a new version of the Peter Pan story. No effort is made to involve Peter's magic in the changed world he now inhabits. And little thought has been given to Captain Hook's extraordinary persistence in wanting to revisit the events of the past. The failure of Hook is its inability to reimagine the material, to find something new, fresh, or urgent to do with the Peter Pan myth. Lacking that, Spielberg should simply have remade the original story straight for this generation. I I can't disagree more with that. I don't know why he would say... No thought's been given to Captain Hook's extraordinary persistence. And he cut off his hand. It's his arch rival. What more do you want? And him constantly looking for him and finding him and getting him back to Neverland to enact revenge. Yeah, and that's all he has. That's all he has. That's what defines him. So I disagree with that. Inability to reimagine the material. What are you talking yeah, about? The whole movie is reimagining. It's a reimagining yeah. it, yeah. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, involve Peter's magic in the changed world he now inhabits. Like, so did he, like, when he's saying that, did he want magic in the London version to be, like, there's some, there'd be some sort of magic? Mm-hmm. 
Like, why? That's the whole point of separating out from London to, to Neverland. Yeah. And because it's always, I mean, the story's always, is it a dream? Was yeah. it a dream? That's why you have Smee being the janitor or the, the street cleaner or something at, at the end. And typically, usually when you do, like when they do uh, tellings of the story, the father and Captain Hook is played by the same, Mr. Darling and Captain Hook is played by the same actor. Because it's it's a dream. It's, yeah. um, it's a children coming to grips with having to grow up or right. not wanting to grow up. And you have Captain Hook who, I mean, so... I mean, I don't under like to me a review like that just seems like I need to write something to be contrarian. I'll, like I, the direction that they made in terms of theme, mm-hmm. I, I understand the, that direction, and I think it was the right direction. Now you can argue whether or not you don't agree with the execution and some scenes. Yeah, which we've talked about, but to say that it's not a reimagining and yeah, that that I think is incorrect. It's kind of yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe... What I mean, I'm trying to say is critics suck. That's what I'm trying to say. They do, as we critique this. Um, <laughs> well, we're right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't agree with what, what he said in, in in that. it's my, For me, it's just more of... Specific, I, specific, specific execution choices. as far as in choices that they made with the character. I right. feel like there should. You wanted, you, wanted to, you wanted the kids to get a beating and yeah, show that as, scene. As you should. Right, because that's real life. It is. Um. <laughs> Jay's going to storyboard it. Like, at first, I would, you know. I mean, Peter Pan just nice. kidnapped children, anyways. It only makes sense that he would beat them. That's right. Into, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that condition? Sub- submission? No. Uh, what's that? What's that thing when you start um, admiring your kidnapper? Stockholm syndrome. It's a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yep. And uh, <coughs> jeez, that just Jesus. This should be a dark movie. Should, should be. It should be gritty. Like like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. The new Winnie the Pooh that came out. Make Blood it and Honey. Yeah. Once the IP for Peter Pan runs out. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's we're going back to Neverland. <laughs> it's just fine. I I think. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie that would compare to this. What, that gets shit on? In a, no, that, uh, just like a better, I guess, the family. Final girls? Huh? The yeah, Final Girls? The Final Girls. <laughs> um, now, just a better. I mean, there's a lot of It's a Wonderful Life elements where oh. you wake up and you're a changed man, or maybe it's like a yeah. Christmas Carol kind of thing. I, I Maybe it's just the way way he goes about getting there. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels weird, or maybe it doesn't feel organic enough, or something. I don't know. But, um, but I mean, it's still enjoyable. It's still fun. Yeah. The set design is fantastic. The, the I mean, the sword play is good, considering it's Dustin Hoffman. And I mean, I'm sure there's some stunt doubles in there. But um, it's my favorite Peter Pan live action. Uh, yeah, adaption. yeah. It's that's that's my favorite as well. For I sure. mean, I've only seen I think a couple more. I remember seeing the Mary Martin one. Uh, of course, that was a stage play mm-hmm. that was on Broadway, but they televised it. Um, and then the Peter Pan in 2003 and the Neverland Neverland was probably, probably my second, but mm-hmm. it was also longer form storytelling, um, is a mini series. So you could, you could do a lot more with it, but, um, but no, it's fine. I'm D- Dustin Hoffman is great. Him and Smee are probably my favorite parts Yeah, of the movie. Yeah, um, they ham it up. They're good. Yeah. So, but. Anything, Anything else? else? No. 
No, I'm good too. Oh, all right. I recommend it. Go see Hook. I ha- I don't know. Are you gonna watch the new uh, Peter Pan and Wendy? Probably not. Yeah, me either. I uh, it I just looks bad. I, looks, uh, I don't yeah. have an interest in. I mean, they keep remaking the same story. Like at least with Hook, they tried something different. Right. And I would say try that. Yeah. Um. I might. I. I would give it a chance if there was some good word of mouth about it, but I mean, me and you watched Pinocchio, the, the live action, and like, I'm not doing it. Anymore. I'm not wasting time yeah. watching something that's. And that's the thing, because you're always gonna have. I mean, I think I looked at it had like a five point something yeah. on IMDb, which that could just be people shitting on it because Tinkerbell's black or because it's lit darkly, or it could be a shit story. Like I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, unless it has, good, I mean, if it has good word of mouth it'll have good word of mouth and sure yeah sure maybe at that point then i'll see it but i yeah i agree with you i i'm tired of wasting time on things <clears throat> that suck that lack Ima- some form heart. of creativity yeah something yeah some something form of different. heart or creativity or any kind of passion behind mm-hmm. it to where if it's because they decided back in 2019 that this was going to be sent peter pan and wendy was going to be straight streaming that's another thing. Like, so that, no that tells me, oh, yeah. no confidence in your product. Yeah. You're shitting it out to populate a streaming platform. Right. Which maybe hopefully that'll streaming platforms will start going to the wayside and we'll I think that's where they're headed. It'd be nice. They're not profitable. Well, they're I mean they're just making a bunch of shit to f- take up space. <laughs> like fucking stop it. Yeah. I know. Fucking stop. Well, I think we're we're in for good times ahead. People are gonna studios are gonna be more selective. Yeah, we're we're gonna get twenty Super Mario Brother <laughs> Nintendo movies, and we're going to. Uh, well, in ten years, Universal is gonna be in the same spot as Disney is. They're gonna have yeah. you know crap which, product. Which Universal's always I've always had a soft spot for Universal. Yeah, me too. Um, so more power to them, by all means. But, uh, but yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Alrighty. All right. I yeah sure. Watch Hook with watch your kids. Hook. It's good. My boys loved it. Yeah. So, all right. Till next time. Oh wait. Oh yeah. What so, do we do? Hey, so, hey, 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 hey. Take it easy, there. Hey. <clears throat> Join us next time. Yes. Uh, as we talk about our top five '90s comedies. Yes. So that'll be fun. If you have five '90s comedies that are in your top five. Let us know before we actually record, and maybe we'll talk about a few. Of yeah, those. yeah. Let us know, and we'll 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 critique your list. Yeah, because we're we're so much better than you because we spent two hundred dollars on microphones and we have the internet yes. to upload stuff. Right. So it's not that hard to start a podcast. People. It really isn't. <laughs> not not at all. Um, and you know what? You're probably you're probably gonna have similar movies that we will. It's not like we're probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, top five 90s comedies. That'll be next. Uh, let us know what your top five are and uh, like us or follow us. Like us. Like We don't have a Facebook page, but follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Uh, also, you can listen to all our past episodes on a castwithnoname.com. Shoot us an email, comment on episodes, all that good stuff. And uh, like us on or rate us on Apple and Spotify. Help spread the word of the show if you could, please. If you enjoy the show. If you don't enjoy the show, just don't listen to us. So. If, America, god damn it, you can do what you want. Sure can. As long as you don't hurt anybody else, but don't tell that to Jay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Scary man. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Till next time, Jay. Till next time, Matt. Yeah.